The dawn of civilization. Primitive. Dangerous. Exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs... The most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Aww. Look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is James from Cave Dweller Music. I'm here with my co-host Brendan. We have a special guest for you today. It is uh, Paul Gillis from uh, Rabbit Beast, Drug Honky, Morg Supplier, and a bunch of other killer projects. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time and coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate that. Um, yep, you got it about right there. It's Paul Gillis, and uh, ah. it's, uh, yeah, Bob Morg Supplier. Uh, Rabbit Beast, Drug Honky, Kill You is one of my electronic ones. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a bunch there, but yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> awesome. Well, th- uh, before we get started with anything else, um, we just wanted to thank you for contributing a track to our charity sampler, Violence Against Violence, that came out last week. Um, if anyone hasn't heard of that yet, it is a charity sampler that is completely grindcore and power violence based. Uh, all proceeds go to Doctors Without Borders, um, and that will be on sale right through until into the first week of March. Um, so definitely pick up a copy. It's only $7 and you'll get 44 tracks, including a, a killer opener from Morg Supplier uh, equipped to obliterate. Uh, so yeah, thanks again. Really appreciate you contributing to that one. No problem whatsoever. Thanks for having me. For us. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, I know that uh, this is an interview you've been excited about for a while because you are a Doug Honky fan. So I'll let you ask uh, some of those questions you had prepared earlier. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Drug honky like came about. Um, how did that all start out for you? Was it like a drug honky, like a yeah, like an adaptation from another project or? Yeah, yeah. The way drug honky came about was uh, uh, but before drug honky. But we're talking back ninety two, ninety three. Uh, I was in a band called Crematorium, and uh, it was you know it was kind of my first real band. Uh, death death metal death metal slash thrash a little bit of thrash in there and when that dissolved um i started a couple years later i started a band called chronicologic and it was very just kind of whatever very super open influence and then that morphed into drug honky so around 99 is when it actually became the name drug honky and uh went off from there hell yeah and then um with uh when you were making that album you had the uh, saxophonist come on to there um is that something that you were like a friend of yours or something that just kind of fell into place uh oh for the most recent album yeah from cloak of skies um yeah yeah uh yeah you know we basically i i knew bruce that's his, his name is bruce lamont he's yeah he's the uh the guy who did the sax on the title track on there and he uh you know, I've known, I know him from the, the local scene. Uh, he's been around for a while. He's in, he's in another band called Yakuza. He's been in Corrections House. Some different bands over the years that have kind of made a name for himself. And uh, he's kind of like, you know, an avant-garde kind of dude. And Drug Honky definitely likes to go that route sometimes. So I remember our guitarist mentioned to me, he's like, what about having Bruce on a track? And then I just thought about it. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And we just had him just do his thing over what we already had done. And it worked out perfect. And we just went from there. Nice. Yeah, no, that track came out amazing for sure. Like the whole album is like you, super like heavy and psychedelic and just thick, full of atmosphere. And just, yeah, it's awesome. It's one of my favorites. It's really great. Yeah. Killer, killer album. That. Thank you so much. I Thanks, actually, uh, that, that's, uh, oh. it's great to hear. 
<laughs> no worries. I, I was actually listening to it like uh, right before we recorded, uh, start recording. I was like, I messaged Brandon. I was like, damn, every time I hear this album, it's like there's more stuff that I pick up from the mix. There's like, a, there's so many things just kind of buried in the sound that's awesome. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, I mean, that's all, that's always cool to, you know, hear people say that because I'm super uh, or, uh, detail oriented. And uh, so when I'm, when I'm mixing something or you're just creating something, I'm always just adding so many little things. And so when people pick up on those, it's definitely rewarding because, you know, I'm putting that in there for, to be found. <laughs> yeah yeah it's I definitely mean, um it's definitely sweet i like there's a few of them that just like you like the longer tracks you have on there like oblivion um of an opiate uh opiate nod and then um yeah yeah i feel like uh, i was a outlet of hatred had like uh like getting into there with like it just there's a lot going on in there it's like great it's also like super kind of jazzy which i really like you know it's almost kind of yeah, like yeah you just yeah really cool yeah thank you i appreciate that yeah you know it's we just uh it kind of just happens as it goes but yeah that we like being kind of fucked up and uh we having weird stuff going on in there just kind of uh, yeah so. no it's definitely wild um who did the uh cover for that that was uh italian artist uh, uh paulo girardi um, oh Italy. yeah yeah yeah, he's done, you know, tons of stuff. I'm sure, I'm, obviously, I'm sure you've, you've heard of him at this point, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, but uh, yeah, he's really good. You know, at least certain things he does, I like a lot. And at the time, I think probably like maybe it was, because the album came out in 2017, so maybe it was around probably like late 15 or early 16. Um, I had seen some of his other work already, and uh, I kind of was interested in using him. So I contacted him and, he was interested in, uh, he let, he wanted to hear some of our older material. So I sent it his way and he was interested. And, uh, and then I actually sent him the new, some of the mixes for the album at that point in time. And, uh, that helped him work on creating the album by listening to it. So I thought that was a cool experience that, you know, that's great. Yeah. I worked on it while listening to some degree. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. That's I was going to say, you, like it visually matches the audio. Uh, like a lot <laughs> for sure there's just so much going on in there and it's just like damn <laughs> it's fucking yeah cool. yeah no that that's 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 cool to hear you say that about it matching because i you know i definitely i definitely kind of pay attention to those things at least a lot of the time and uh one of the things on the cover was um it's up near the top it's kind of like a, almost like a doorway like in a tunnel and uh uh-huh. yeah that was that 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 was a picture i had taken when I was in uh, Denmark um, at, at a castle, and uh, when I took the picture, like in my head, I'm like, "Ah, oh, this is going to be on a cover." So then, when when he drew it, I had him incorporate that into it as well. So it just kind of, you know, kind of all came together. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, it looks crazy, like, yeah, it's that kind of crazy that that pillar that goes down the middle above, like the the dude that's that kind of opened up. That just reminds me so much of uh, Cause of Death album cover from Obituary, like that that kind of ca- like cavernous pillar of like organs. Oh yeah, right, right. Hey, let me look at it right now. Yeah, I see it. I got. Oh yeah, right, the, the, right where the pill is above it. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. I see what you mean. Yep. I didn't think of that, but now I see it. I'm like, yep. It kind of has that feel, and that's that's a great classic. So I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> yeah. Looks like, like you know exactly the uh, that that tunnel is like walking you into the pool of failure itself. You know. Ah, there you go. Nice, nice analysis. I, I can yeah. dig that. 
that's definitely really cool super intricate every I mean, yeah everything about it's intricate yeah well when he when when i got the uh you know I'm, you're always a little bit concerned what it's going to turn out like you know when you're handing somebody handing your idea over to somebody else and uh when he came back with this one, I was super happy with it because I feel like it's one of his best. And honestly, and I always, I haven't always thought that about when I get stuff back from people, but in this case, yep. I did because I felt like I felt like he really captured the oddness of the band mixed with the disgustingness of the band. He put them together quite well, and so I was happy with that. Yeah, it definitely came out amazing for sure. I mean, music-wise too, cool. you know. So, cool, like, thank you, appreciate it. The way you write, do you kind of like write it in layers and then put it together, or do you kind of just write it all at once? Well, with Drug Honky, is a different beast as far as um, writing those in the other bands for the reason that, especially on the earlier albums, I mean, on Clocus Guys, it was about half and half, but on the older mm -hmm. albums, um, it was it was all improv, and then I would put layers on top of what we did improv. Uh, so yeah. it was... Yeah, so a lot of it came out of just literal wherever we were at that day in our life and whatever we were, just everything was influencing us and we would just get in the room and I would I would set up recording the whole room and I would record all of us just playing. Uh -huh. And I did this for I did this for years. And then yeah. I would take them and then I would sit back and I would listen to all our recordings and I would pick the songs and the sessions I liked the best. And then I would, on top of those songs, I would create the rest of the song. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. That's like a uh, true psychedelic uh, yeah. school, like yeah. just the ja ja jam session, free flowing. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's probably yeah. Like yeah, kind of jazzy, big. you know? You know, you're yeah. right. That's, that's, you're right. That's, that's where that comes from, I suppose, because, uh, you know, it's not, it definitely wasn't planned to be, you know, jazzy. Right, right, right. I could, mm -hmm. I could see why that, yep, I could see why that happened. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge, like, heavy psych fan, so I, I really appreciate that aspect of it. Yeah, I am oh, as well. Yeah, that one one more thing. Leaning back to we were talking uh, before off the air before we were recording, and when I mentioned um, about um, about the the band, the point uh, when we the dissolution of the band before that, when we when we started Drug Honky initially, that was the that was the goal was we we purposely did all improv all the time, and then we were going to just see where it took us, and then that's so that's how it formed. That's awesome. Love that. Hell yeah. <laughs> cool approach. That's definitely sweet. And then thank you. Glad, did, glad you guys appreciate it. Yeah, it's sick. Um, do you guys um have uh new music coming out or is it a dead donkey? No, no, it's not a dead donkey. <laughs> we uh <laughs> with drug donkey, we're definitely we're definitely slow as far as uh I mean the music's slow, so I guess it's yep, yep. but um but uh yeah, it, you know, it's it's basically me and the guitarist and the bass player have all been friends since we were teenagers. So, um, and uh, me and the drummer actually started it, but he's not, he's no longer with the band, but my, uh, the, the, the bass player from Morg supplier is now the drummer at drug hockey. So it's super okay. point is, point is that, um, we're slow motion because we just all our old dudes live in our lives and we just end up finally getting together after so many years past to like make it happen. again. And that this year, um, we're starting nice. to record actually next next month, so it'll be oh. uh, for sure by the end of, by the end of the year or something will be uh, at least fully recorded. That's sweet. That's Exciting. good news. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess that's kind of like a good way to transition to talking about Morg Supplier. Um, yeah, 
yeah do you want to do you want to tell us a little bit about like the the latest album uh inevitability sure sure um yeah uh, mark supplier is actually uh, we started first we started actually started in 97 um uh, and then kind of we were called jugular appetizer at first which is kind of reference mm-hmm. to vampire stuff and then we moved on <laughs> um yeah so so uh I'll talk about the new album, but just get me there real quick. So nine, that was the yeah. first band. So mm-hmm. that, a lot of stuff uh, comes through all those years for that. But uh, Inevitability kind of was the culmination of uh, a lot of it that had happened over all the years and you know, all the way since back, you know, around 2000. And it ended up just being me and a bass player. That, you know, there was nobody else. Um, so having, like, gone through other members and, you know, all that stuff, I ended up taken over on guitar for the album i've always written but uh i actually played all the guitar on the album and did the vocals and everything when the bass player played and uh, all the drums are programmed on inevitability which some people didn't even know but um i programmed all the drums on there uh because we just didn't feel like dealing with getting a drummer at that point because it just wasn't happening we weren't finding who we wanted and uh not easy to find somebody to play drums on you know certain stuff you know Mm -hmm. so uh, mm. we just went yeah i just went forward and just uh finished it all on my own pretty much you know thought it came out great yeah and we got a we got a real good response you know definitely um i, f- I feel like inevitability is like it, i mean i correct me if i'm wrong here but it feels like a very different beast to to the other albums and uh both the fact that the songs are all much more on the long side so you've got like things going from like four to, to eight minutes as opposed to like one yeah. to three and then also the aesthetic of the whole album, like uh, just the look from the cover, um, it it feels very different to everything else that the band's kind of done before that. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree, I, and that makes sense. Um, partially, it may be on purpose, but uh, mm-hmm. also just kind of evolution, also just you know evolving. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think because mainly because I did um, a lot of the writing instead of just parts of it. You know, because mm-hmm. before it was written uh, in different clumps between some of the other members, but this time right. it was just between two of us instead of four of us. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I think it just came out. We we definitely wanted to make some longer songs because while I do and have produced many short grind songs over my career and you know just different projects, uh, I, I do enjoy real long stuff too. And I figured, you know what, if I can keep the songs interesting, I'm okay with mm-hmm. them being long. You know, I just it just gotta that's just what's gotta be done, you know. Um, yeah. If you're gonna do yeah. them long if you're gonna do them long, you still gotta make them so people can stay with you. And I think that's right. an important thing. Yeah. No, do a good I, I job agree. with that for sure. I like there's a lot of cool um layers, although you know, it's not like you know, you can't compare drug honky and morgue supplier. They're definitely no. so different. But like, you know, there's like the um there's like a couple elements that like are, are in there than both of the bands. And it's just like, oh, it's your vocal. It's like, I don't know. Like I, I tried, I, I can't, I don't know what it is, but it's like almost like you're, you sounds like you're underwater in a way or like reverby. I don't know what it is, you know? And it's like, it's yeah. so cool and unique. And then you're just like, oh man. Well, thanks. Yeah. yeah no, I appreciate that. And uh, that kind of makes sense. And, uh, I do now that you say it. I guess I do kind of sound like I'm I'm, I'm recording underwater sometimes or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's probably yeah. Sometimes the way I affect things and uh, mm-hmm. it works. My, definitely my, works. My style yeah. somehow. Yeah, it's definitely um, good. And then like, I, Brandon, I know that you're a massive fan of the label, uh, Transcending Obscurity Records. So I guess we're both wondering like, how did you kind of come into the partnership with both bands working with Transcending? 
Uh, yeah, so transcending um, back when drug honky, uh, this would have been, I think around 2000, yeah, around 2010 is where um, they Kunal first got a hold of me. And uh, it was when, uh, after the release, in 2008, we released an album called Death Dub by Drug Honky. And yeah. around two, a couple of years, a couple of years later in 2000, and it was self-released. And a couple of years later, Kunal came in on the, in, onto the scene or whatever. And at the time, it was Diabolical Conquest. It was before it was Transcendent Obscurity. Um, and, uh, and, and he wanted to, he liked the album a lot. So <laughs> he did like a uh, distribution deal on it. And from that point on, we kind of worked together. So then when our, the next album was Ghost in the Fire in 2012 came out, he released that under the Diabolical Conquest uh, moniker. And then shortly after that, that fell apart. The, the label, or he, he changed it to Transcending. So that when Transcending happened, then the next album, you know, Jerk Honky put out was a 2017, was Cloak of Skies, which we were talking about before. So we were with him on that. And then around that time, you know, we were talking about maybe and uh, Mork Supplier along with it. And then, you know, finally uh, the year time came and inevitability came and uh, he put that out as well. So we've been, we've had a partnership for, you know, 13 years, I guess now. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Now he does a, he does a great job with all the bands, you know, with like vinyl and merch and all that, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of vinyl, the it's, it's everything's so delayed, you know, nowadays, but uh, the vinyl is uh, for that album for inevitability is about to kind of come in probably next month, I think. So finally it's vinyl is going to pop up for that. Nice. If there's anything left, I'll buy one off you. All right, sweet. Maybe I'll just send you one, man. You just gotta <laughs> for having me on the show, you know. Hell yeah, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was gonna say I bought um the uh, vinyl yourself um titled Morph Supplier album, and then um I got that um Coca Skies box set from you. That was like. Hell yeah, man! Yeah, I'm yeah, glad. Yeah, glad you dig it. Yeah, I jumped on it. Cool, man. I appreciate the support. So yeah, I was happy to uh, send you a little something extra there. Yeah, yeah. No, it's sick to see. That was awesome. I was like, hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. Where? So wait, where are you guys? So where? Are you, Brandon, you're from? Uh, it's, I, I saw New Hampshire, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I uh, grew up uh, in New Hampshire, but I'm in uh, Connecticut now. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because I was, me and my wife are always watching videos about Vermont and New Hampshire because we want to go, you know, go up there and visit and shit. Uh, and uh, then I saw that you were from there, so I had to, I had to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I grew up there, and then there's like 2009 ish. We moved to Connecticut. 2000, yeah, 2009, and um. Yeah, it was great. I um all over the place. There's lots of cool stuff to go out there. I could like we can tell you everywhere to go, really. Like there's all kinds of stuff. Depends sure. what you want to do, you know. Sure, so, sure. No, that's good. I just I love this, I love the scenery, you know, it just looks really nice. Yeah, no, it's great. It's funny. I can't remember who did it, uh, the quote, but um when they um had moved um this is like back in the Minuteman days. Um someone had moved from New Hampshire to Vermont and they had said, they're like, oh, I moved there just to uh, get a better view of New Hampshire. 
So, <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's got it's awesome. I mean, they just uh, Mount Washington just had like a record breaking, like a negative, like 108 degrees or something like that. Oh, like shit. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, man. That's pretty, it's, pretty fucking cold. <laughs> it's fucking witchy cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fucking. That's a little too cold. <laughs> I like yeah. The show, man. Fuck. It gets, I mean, the whole state, you know, is just like, it get, It does get cold. It gets warm. Like, I can remember, like, as a kid having, um, like, snow, random snowstorms in April, you know? Right. And I don't think it's really oh, happened yeah. like that in right. a while. But, like, I remember going up and being like, well, it's actually kind of cold today. And then all of a sudden there's, like, snow. And I was like, I was riding my bike. What the hell? Yesterday. Right. Sure, sure. Well, I'm from Chicago. I don't know if you've ever been to Chicago, but man, it's you got we got all the seasons here too. It's fucking crazy. It can be from it can be from seventy to twenty in the same day. You're just like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, but we um, don't have the scenery quite like quite like you guys do. But anyways, yeah, I just just curious. I saw the New Hampshire tag on there. I was like, oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Nah, man, there's so much cool, to man. do. We can, and I can I, and send I you a bunch of ideas later for sure. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, cool, man, cool. And then I hear, I hear uh, an English accent over there, huh? Is that England? Yeah, or? Um, so I'm originally from South Africa, but I grew up between New Zealand and Australia. So it's kind of like a weird mixed yeah. accent. But I get English like ah, all gotcha. the time, even from English people. So yeah, it, it's that close. Makes, <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, cool, cool. All the way other side of the world, huh? So are you are you that are you that way now? Are you over there now? No, no, I, I live in San Diego now. I've been here for a couple of years now. Oh, okay, great. San Diego, that's like the best weather in the fucking world. <laughs> it is. It's it's what you pay for, unfortunately, but it's uh it's fantastic. <laughs> True. Great, great, cool. All right, well, I just was curious, you know, I just forgot to ask about you guys a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got yeah, a new yeah, song coming out, I saw. Yeah, it comes out Friday, yeah. Uh, so me and Steve, the bassist for Mork Supplier, um, he's been with me from, he's been in Mork Supplier since 08. So he was on, the first album he was on was Constant Negative, the Constant Negative EP in 09. And then uh, and then he was on, uh, you know, everything forward from, the, uh, from that point on, the self-titled and then Inevitability. So he's been with me for quite some time straight through now. And uh He's also in drug hockey, like I mentioned, but he's plays the drums and drug hockey. And he's my, you know, my main writing partner. So yeah, we uh, we do a lot of shit together. And we decided after after inevitability kind of wrapped up, and we were getting you know some pretty good you know reviews and uh, good response to it. Just you know, lots of best of your lists and all that kind of fun shit. You know, so we're like, you know what? Let's just keep the momentum going. And uh, so we wrote a couple more couple more singles. And this time though, we we wanted to uh, we decided that we wanted to get a, a real drummer on these these couple. You know, we like switching it up here, back and forth. And we were looking around and we were seeing who we who we wanted to get. And we ended up with Danny Walker, who's played with Phobia and Exhumed, and uh, you know he's played did some live stuff with Cephalic Carnage. He even played with Yesu, did some live stuff. He's going out yeah, with Hyrax, yeah. the old school old school thrash band. He's going out with them to do a little bit of touring. So yeah, so we got him to play the drums on uh, a couple tra- couple songs, and uh, those Hell are yeah. fully recorded, fully recorded and done. So we're gonna release a couple singles there. That's awesome. Is he uh, gonna help out for the rest of the stuff, or just a couple of those tracks? 
Uh, we're not sure yet. I mean, you know, I, I think he's up for it and, and we're up for it as well, but we'll just see where things go. Like if maybe, maybe we'll continue forward with some more songs, but we'll just, we'll see Cause after, I think after these two songs get put out, the focus is going to switch a little bit to working on the drug honky album. And uh, that's definitely going to take a lot, you know, a lot of my time out because I work full time you know, besides that. So I, and I have a family, so it's can only yeah. fit in so much stuff at once, you know? Right. Right. It's definitely true. A hectic family life. It's always wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, I have so many, I have so many different projects. So it's like, you know, every time I finish one, you know, cycle of something, it's like, okay, I'm going to just chill out for a while now. And then I'm like, Oh wait, but I got to start doing this next one. <laughs> and then I think to myself, well, I don't have to do it, but it just, I just yeah I I think it kind of happens with a lot of like artists that you know they're just like just got to keep going forward like don't lose the momentum and just you know absolutely it really is you know even when I tell myself I'm I'm going to take a break I find myself you know after a short time just not wanting to take a break you know I just it's what I like to do so it just it just keeps happening yeah that's like the uh like the best like of both worlds like job and hobby you know Correct. I wish, yeah, I wish uh, making psychopathic music like this. I wish I made a ton of money doing that, but unfortunately, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I make some, but I have to have a, uh, I have to have a quote-unquote real job as well. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What about what about you guys? You guys jamming any bands or anything or? No, I don't. You guys musicians or no? Okay, I I wasn't sure. We tried, but that's kind of why we run the podcast and the review site, because it's our way to get back without actually being able to create anything. We we have no artistic talent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sure. No, I mean, that's great. I mean, everything is all, it's all, excuse me, it's all connected, you know? I mean, you guys are, you guys have me on here right now running this podcast, right? And this is, this is all the circle. So uh, it's great. We need all, all that shit to be happening for us to all uh, kind of continue yeah. forward. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully people that listen, you know, if they haven't heard or maybe haven't listened to in a while, they'll be like, Oh yeah, let me check that out again. You know, or, you know, like, yeah, correct. Hopefully, hopefully that ripples yeah. off everywhere. You know, that's the plan, man. I, I hope so. <laughs> Do you have any other uh, people kind of lined up for uh, um, guest musicians or anything like that? Or man, I mean, <clears throat> I have other you know other projects that are kind of in queue. Uh, I guess you could say that. Um, yeah. You know, p- yeah, stuff like that. Uh, as far as guest musicians, let's see what else do I got going on. Um, I don't think I have anything guest musician at the moment happening that I to speak of at least, but. Um, yeah, some other some other projects that are you know like I said in queue kind of waiting to happen, but I, I'm gonna wait on either announcing it because I don't you know I'm not sure of certain things at, at the moment. Gotcha. You know? um, yeah, just so at the moment, yeah, it's it's to finish you get these two tracks out and uh, then start the Drug Honky album, which we're gonna start off uh, working on because a, a, a lot of times we like to do obscure covers and we're gonna do a cover um, of uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar or with or listen to. Much more chill music, but uh, I'm a huge fan of Mazzy Star. I don't know if you know who Mazzy Star is. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It sounds okay, familiar, it's like it's, but it's, I don't think so. Yeah, the, it's got a, a girl singer named Hope Sandoval. Um, and uh, back in the day, I mean, I, I think I'm guessing you guys are younger than me. How old are you guys? In your 20s, 30s? 
I'll be I'll be forty this year. <laughs> okay, I was I was gonna say maybe not twenty, but you'll be forty. Okay, I'll be fifty. So I wasn't sure how far um, how how far back you were. But uh, remember back in the day that song uh, "Fade Into You" it was super chill. Uh, mm. Maybe not. Anyways, so we're gonna do a cover of one of uh, their songs, and uh, that's how we're gonna get back into recording for the new album. And I have a couple nice. of ones written already. So. So that's some of the stuff that's coming up next recording wise. And then uh, I have an electronic project that I've done for many years called Kill You. It's K-L-O-U. And um, so I've been in and out of that, doing that. And uh, I'm going to uh, probably start up that after the drug honky. Hell yeah. That'll be, that sounds like it'll be good. I'm going to go check that song out later today. I just, yeah, it's going to go. Which for one is that? Oh, the, yeah. Uh, right. Fade Into You. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah oh, yeah. I'll get up do a deep dive into some yep. I like chill music and, and neat stuff like that. Like we like ambient music and whatnot too. So. Sure. Well, the, the song I said fade into, cause that was the one that was kind of the, the, the radio hit back in the nineties. But if you want it, the one that we're doing a cover of it's, it's way darker. It's called Mary of silence. Check out that one. See if you dig it. Oh, Mary. Mary of silence. No. Yeah. Um, gotcha. Super. I just wrote it down. I'm going to do that. All right. Yeah. Might as well turn you on to something because I think it rules. So you should check it out. That'd be a good Hell idea. yeah. <laughs> I'm all about it. So um, outside cool. of, of, outside of music stuff, what else, uh, what other stuff are you into? <clears throat> um, well, um, as far as my job, I, uh, I build, I build uh, and work on elevators. Okay. All right. All right. That's my, yeah. That's what my full-time job is. Uh, um, elevator constructor, repair, stuff like that, maintenance, all that shit. So I've been doing that for, going on 26 years so yeah same basically the same amount of time and uh since that more supplier started but 90 to 90 uh 97 that was about when i, the nice. time I got all that shit yeah so yeah so that's my job and then uh besides that i, I married my wife to my wife lydia and uh we got a lot of animals got a, a dogs and cats and a giant tortoise that i've had for 21 years his name is Squirt. <laughs> he's huge yeah, he's he's my buddy. He's an uh, African sulcata tortoise. Um, That's yeah, awesome. So, yeah, animals, animals, family, work, music, the main things that I spend my time on. You know, uh, mm -hmm. used to party a lot. Used to party a real lot. Not so much. Not as much anymore. Uh, his body can't quite handle it like he used to. You know. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm. I'm starting to oh, yeah, you know that too. I'm like, oh man, those yeah. uh, five six beers really are. Uh, woo. I got to eat something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%, man. If you, you start fucking, like, I'll have like two or three, and I'm just like, yeah, man, wait, did I eat earlier? Fuck, I really feel this, you know? Yep. <laughs> a little bit much. But yeah, so uh, that's, that's, that stuff is slowed down. So yeah, mainly uh, hang out with the friends here and there. But most of the time, it's, most of the time I spend is, uh, you know, working on music and, hanging with my family and working my full-time job you know that's kind of what kind of the shit that, that happens nowadays but that's kind of how i like it you know i'd rather work on music than than fuck around because too much time was wasted on uh getting wasted right hell yeah so yeah so that's the gist of it but yeah if there's any particulars uh i'm, I'm willing to answer but yeah, it's, in general that's like the main the main gist of my life just uh working music right nice right. yeah yeah <laughs> when um how about how about you guys what do you guys do for a living do you want to go first brendan 
Sure. Yeah. I'm a uh, production manager for a brewery um, in town and I live in town of, uh, of the brewery, I should say. And then, uh, okay. yeah, basically make sure everybody's got everything they need to do their job for, you know, canning, beering and making all the stuff, blending things and all that fruits, um, all the uh, fun stuff. There's like a little, um, all the branding stickers, you know, like, like say anything you could think of the brewer, um, he orders his hops and grains and, um, yeasts on his own and all that stuff. But like, I make sure he's got the lids and the cans and all that. And then, uh, okay. there's a little cafe there. I'll do all that kind of stuff. I, I do all the ordering for the cafe. And then, um, I order liquor for the bar and then I'll beer tend during the day, stuff like that. Like I do almost about everything you can think of. Okay, so so as far as the partying goes, you're right. You're right there in the mix of it if you want to be right. Yep, yep. Working with beer firsthand, yeah, right, all day long. It's fun, man. Yeah, and then uh, uh, so I do all the inventory for it, and then I, um, you know, I'm compile the emails and make all the uh, talk to the distros and you know make sure they uh, they get their orders, build their orders, you know, make sure everything's allocated for them, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's fun, man. Gotcha. I'm constantly busy. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, I bet. It sounds like it sounds like you have a lot on your plate with that. Yeah, no, it's a lot to keep track of, but you know, it's uh, it's definitely fun. Yeah, I know, I know about it. It's a lot to keep track of. Fuck, we're building elevators. It's, it's crazy how much shit you got to fucking deal with. It's yeah, it's it's nuts. So I feel you. <laughs> and uh, James, what about you? I uh, I work in uh, marketing for a tech firm, um, so I just uh, I'm social media marketing that side of thing, and then uh, I have a P- music PR business on the side that I run, uh, working with like smaller labels and bands doing PR for them, um, and then okay. obviously I write, I help run a Cave Dweller, so I'm a podcast host, and then I do a lot of the editing, and uh, I founded the Cave Dweller Music during COVID, so I've been running that for a couple of years now. Uh, been really fun journey obviously get to talk to people like you is is awesome oh very cool well thank you and yeah it sounds sounds interesting i I dig yeah uh, that's definitely a big hobby for sure it's a lot of fun and then hobby wise uh outside of that i uh i have a like uh, 55 gallon tropical reef tank that i maintain which is like a lot of work but absolutely awesome um and uh, really awesome yeah yeah really into like uh horror movies Oh, the horror movies. Yeah, you know what? I remember Brendan mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> mentioned when he was writing these that you guys are in horror movies. You were into horror movies a lot. Very cool. Yeah, my wife loves horror movies. I mean, I do too. But uh, are you like, uh, would you say, are you like a collector? Like, do you, uh, you get way to delve way into it? Well, it's like, I, I, I'm not like, like a collector with horror horror stuff, but like I, um, I just... I appreciate the vintage stuff right through to the modern like indie stuff. It's just like as an art form, I just really love the way that they express stuff like this, the themes and concepts covered. And I like the DIY spirit in a lot of horror movies, which is something I've always appreciated. Like it's the same thing I appreciate about a lot of like indie international films, just like that DIY sort of like low budget, let's make it happen anyway type thing. Cause I think it translates okay. the same thing from like underground music. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about you? Like uh, what are you, some of your like favorite, uh, Horror movies, like all just movies in general. Like, what do you like? What, what do you enjoy? You know, I love I love some of the I love some of the old the old horror movies. Like, uh, 
uh, like I'm a big fan of Rosemary's Baby. Oh yeah, yeah. nice. The slow burn. That. Yeah, that's an old one. I love that one. Um, you know, some of the some of the normal ones, I guess, like you know, Omen, Exorcist, stuff like those are great. Um, uh-huh. But I also love some some of the B ones, like uh, I don't know if you ever uh, heard of uh, El Curada or El, how do you say El, Dracula backwards, basically. But uh, huh. <laughs> some of the some of the older ones are really cool uh, B B style movies. <laughs> you know, so I do enjoy horror movies, but honestly, uh, so much of my time is either spent at work or working on music that I, I don't focus too much on movies anymore, um, even though I, right. I do enjoy them. You know, um, a lot of times, too, what happens is me and my wife will be when we're when we're chilling out, we'll be on the couch watching stuff. And uh, a lot of times I'll start to watch a movie and my, my attention span isn't the same as it used to be. You know, I'll either fall asleep or or I'll find myself looking at my phone, like partially, you know, part through the, through the movie. And I'm like, ah, damn, I missed what the fuck's going on. So it's a little different now, I think, than it was when I was younger, as far as movies go. No, that's fair <laughs> enough. I, I get it. I, that was, uh, that's me with video games. Like I haven't played video. I, I barely touch my PlayStation or like play video games anymore. It's just a, a time thing. I'd rather spend my time with like musical related stuff, but uh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. It's just a prioritize. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's exactly tough. that you, you nailed it there when you said it doesn't mean you still you don't appreciate it. That's exactly how I feel. I totally appreciate it. I just don't find myself doing it as much as I used to. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I yep. feel like I feel like all my kind of stuff that I, I had like a million and a half hobbies, you know, as you said, like go biking all the time, do this and that. And then it's like now I have two children and now like they're starting to do like their hobbies and their things, you know, like for a while, like sure. had, um you know, my oldest is like started doing like Taekwondo. He's in Boy Scouts. And so then I'm his Boy Scout, like co-leader, leader, you know, and then. Oh, oh um, right, right. So then now I'm involved with that. And then I'm bringing him to the Taekwondo stuff. And my wife is doing that on the other days. And then, um, you know, my youngest is doing swim lessons. And then, you know, there's this like, it's all these kinds of things going on, you know, and then, you know it's just a it's a lot to juggle so it's like uh, all this like time that i used to have doing my kind of stuff now it's like all like you know fostering like their hobbies and doing what they need to do and want to do you know like making sure that they're busy little kids so that they're not just sitting in front of a tablet you know oh yeah you got you got to do dad stuff absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's great that's super cool but it's a lot of fun don't, don't get me wrong you know like i can't wait i think yeah. this summer is the summer i'm gonna get them both on bikes and like, you know, like at least like to, it's going to be great. Cause like last year they were like, I want to just ride the scooter and the, the trikes and this and that. And I'm like, all right, all right. And then towards the end, my youngest was like, I'll, I'll try and ride a bike. I'll try You know? So like we got, a, we had them, um, you know, it was like balance bikes. So he's like doing that kind of stuff. And then, uh, so this year oh, cool. he's, you know, just naturally bigger, larger. So hopefully he'll like hop on that for a little bit and then like, We'll get them on a peddler and all that. And then yeah, in turn, my sure. oldest will be like, oh, well, if he can do it, I can do it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, sure. You're going to follow, follow the leader there, you know? You're right, right. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's exciting stuff. You know, I, mean, I, I don't have kids. I've, I've always had animals, but uh, I'm sure watching them grow like that is, is pretty cool each step of the way, right? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, similar it, well, like, you know, to having like a dog or a cat, you know, that you had like, <laughs> you know, watching like there's a right. bond there, you know, and then you're just like, they oh go through God, all these yeah. stages with animals. They go through these stages so much faster 
It's like, you know, having a yes. dog for 10, yes. 15 years and you see them go through every stage of their lives, you know, and you're just like, no, no, it's yeah. just like, it's really neat. You know, it's, it's a lot to watch and oh, like, yeah. see and they cool. It's, it's, it's cool. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, totally. I mean, I'm, you know, my, I mean, I know it's not the same, so I'm not going to compare for somebody, especially as both. But like for me, my my dogs are my kids, you know. So it's, yeah, of course, it's I, I feel that I, that's me as well. Yeah, no, I've got two dogs yeah. too, you know, and fuck, I love them so goddamn much. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, it really, really, I mean, like my my dog, you know, he's he's an old man now, you know, he's 14, he's, he's getting up there, and it's just the thought of that you know him being gone is just too much to take you know so it, it, you gotta you get a bond with them that's very strong no doubt about it right right important stuff yeah uh, but, you know i meant to ask i meant to ask you guys uh since you guys did the you know you had the cave dweller going and the, you know the violence against violence comp up uh, uh-huh. to ask so what what are you guys kind of more grindcore guys than anything else or do you are you kind of well-rounded with your extreme music like where do you guys where do you guys what do you guys like is that you are are you really really like well for me it's like i'm i'm massively into like osdm like that 80s and 90s death metal stuff um that's that's like my favorite my favorite like extreme music by far um and then after that is probably like uh black metal um grindcore is like a thing that oh, I, I i always appreciate and enjoy but it's never like something that i listen to like on a regular rotation as much as like death metal or black metal uh personally okay okay sure sure okay cool yeah, yeah um, you- i mean uh, yeah uh, i i yeah what about you brendan i i'm I like i love like, I you know, like hardcore <laughs> and like um like sludge metal like i love like all that kind of stuff and like um i'd say like uh, what do I want to call it? like blackened music, like death metal, all that kind of stuff. Um, atmospheric metal, a lot of like newer, like death metal stuff has been um, like getting a lot of my attention lately, um, which is cool. Like bands like, like 200 stab wounds is really great. Um, I would definitely check them out. I think you'd dig them a lot. Yeah. I've, I've seen the name and I've seen them uh, on some, you know, on some tour bills and stuff. I just, I don't, I don't think I actually like sat down and listened to it. So yeah, I'll, I'll give them a listen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. That's, and that's, and that's, that's cool that you guys are, you know, well-rounded because for me, it, I, I'm, I'm guessing you can hear it in my music, but yeah, like I like all different kinds of shit and, you know, for mm-hmm. me to stay in one way, one lane, just, it doesn't really work. You know I mean? I, right. I, I get yeah, bored, I agree. I get bored pretty I uh, I mean, for me, like I, I love extreme metal stuff, but like my, pro- probably like half my record collection or more is like seventies prog rock and like psychedelic stuff. So it's like I listen to a lot of that oh. stuff too. Yeah, I love seventies sure, like, sure. rock. You know, like ELO yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm a sucker for that. You right. know, yeah. Like, and then like, yep. like I love like guitar uh, riffs and shit. Like exactly. And then like a, a lot of the stuff I listen to throughout the week, like I'll balance it out. So I'll do like couple of extreme metal albums and i'll switch to like a a bunch of like world or folk music like that type of like some more meditative like chill instrumental like you know folk instrument stuff oh yeah like i I love mixing it up between those two worlds right right oh well you know what if that's the case then then i i i I urge you both to check out that that mazzy star song i mentioned seriously okay you'll love it then if that's definitely will from that from that description there <laughs> okay great but, uh, i ha- i have it open on a new tab i'm gonna cool listen 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, check. I, listen uh, to it. Listen to it when you're when you're chilling alone. It's not like a party song, you know. It's like, okay. I'm gonna check this fucking shit out, chilling on the couch, drinking a beer or whatever you do, smoking a joint, just chilling, you know. Oh, go ahead. I, was gonna say, um, I love like just like hanging like late night, like everybody's in bed, like I'm just like hanging out, like I'll just like listen to albums like late night now, like it's like my thing. So yeah, yeah, no, that's great. I always end the night with uh, I have my headphones on laying in bed so I, I feel you yeah that's funny I try and listen to a ton of stuff like while I'm making dinner and then it just turns gets drowned out by everything else going on around me and I'm just like alright I don't even know why I try anymore <laughs> yeah your your brain your brain basically shutting that off trying to figure out what the fuck you're doing right yeah 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 nah, it's so funny like Oh yeah, man! Yeah, the uh, I was I meant to mention I was going to mention you guys. I don't want to forget about it. It was that uh, <clears throat> you know, since the comp that is what it is. I, I meant to mention the, a couple bands to check out if you if you don't know them for your mm -hmm. own listening is a couple killer like uh, Grind. Uh, well, uh, the band Nerve Grind and Hate for Humanity uh, are both a band. Okay. My friend Jeff is it. He Jeff he lives in L.A. He's so they're an L.A. band. Uh, awesome. Either Nerve Grind or Hate for, or Hate for Humanity, super killer grindcore, and then another one is Brain Famine, which is like death metal grindcore, and they're from uh, the East Coast, so they're by they're by so they're ones by nice. you, James, and ones by Brendan. The other one, they're oh, that's awesome, guys. So, <laughs> so that one's Brain Brain Famine. Check out both those, you know, all three of those projects. They're super good shit that I think you guys would would definitely appreciate. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. That was that was actually a question we were going to ask you. Is like any bands that you recommend? Um, yeah. Well, I, I'll ask you this then. Was there anything last year that kind of stood out to you, like release-wise, as a couple of favorite albums? Like anything that you really uh, caught your eye? Um, yeah, you know, let's let me. Th I, I was. I kind of knew you were going to ask that, or thought maybe somebody <laughs> would. And uh, you know, I was like, yeah, they might even know something that. Uh, so let me think. What did I? Uh, uh, see. Oh Your yeah, you know what? I liked uh, shit ton of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, they, they they do a lot of they do put out a lot of stuff. Uh, one of the uh, I know that let's see one of the ones oh I love the uh, the recent Warm Rod album. I don't know if you ever heard Warm Rod. Yeah, 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 for mm -hmm. sure. That, yeah, that yeah. was really interesting. It was a very different sound to them. Yeah, it was super super all over the place. You know, like uh, yeah. from song to song, it was like thrash into like grindcore into you know what I mean, just really like and, and super abrupt changes style wise, right. which is interesting because. Because yeah, that's not easy to do. It's not easy to accomplish that in a in a sound spectrum. You know what I mean? Because style wise, it's one thing to to change many styles in the song, but to change the actual like kind of sound associated with those styles all within a song is it doesn't always work. And I think that they pulled that off really well. So that that really was impressive to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, another one, another band. It's one of my favorites. I had some good shit last year. Was a uh, Blue Lost Nord. Which is super yes. awesome shit for yeah. money. Uh, yep. Yeah, they had they had the disharmonium release, and then they also had the one on the Bandcamp, which was the Lovecraftian Echoes, which was yeah, uh, I love that. Was, that was yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it was so good, right? Yep, great yep. stuff. Um, great atmospheric <laughs> sort of like it's like super haunting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's haunting for sure, no doubt. Uh, I dug the new uh, Artificial Brain album. I thought that mm -hmm. was really good. Um, Ooh. I don't know. For that from New from New York, so that's up your way over there, Brendan. Yeah, um, 
I need to uh, listen to that one again because like I, I liked the previous one a lot and then I listened to that one and I was like it didn't stick for me but a friend of mine said like it took like two or three listens to wrap his head around and then he really loved it so I need I need to come back to that one that does happen I said, that, that makes sense for me on plenty of times like I'll have some albums you know that they catch me right away and then I'll mm-hmm. then sometimes those ones that catch me catch me right away sometimes I, I like they, they don't stay you know yeah so exactly that opposite that yeah that opposite happens too where you know, you first couple of times you hear it, you're like, I don't, this is garbage or whatever. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a, wait a second, I'm fucking infected. You know, like you want to go back to something and then you're like, oh, fuck, I love this now. So strange how that happens. <clears throat> Not saying that that'll happen with that album necessarily, but I know depending on where you started on it or who knows what mood you were in that day, you know how it goes. It could be any number of reasons, but uh Right. I feel like they 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 nailed certain aspects well. Uh, now I listen back to it. The production is kind of hit or miss. I, I would agree on that. Um, that mm-hmm. maybe that was part of the reason. There's a uh, yeah, I agree. So it was like, hmm. but the track with Mike Browning on it because uh, Mike from uh, Morbid Angel, Nocturnus, you know, the original mm-hmm. the original guy. He he does guest vocals on one of the tracks and it's super good. So that 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 definitely uh, that song got me. You know, made me be like, oh yeah, this is really good. Yeah, what what it was for me was like just how it was kind of like uh, chock full, if you know what I mean. There's like not enough space to breathe uh, on the album. Like uh, yeah, like, it was. It was. I, I agree. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say it's it's too dense. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's that's the word I was going for. It's too too dense for me. But yeah. I need to give it another 100%. another chance. No, but you are right. So that if, and that can be something that is like okay, it's too much. And I tried again and just say, yeah, I get it. Cause it's almost like claustrophobic and that yeah. can be good. That can be good in sections, but if it, the whole thing is like that, you're correct. And for me, sometimes too, with a band like that, I, I do, I appreciate the music kind of and where they went with it, but mm-hmm. the vocals, they, they, they do get on me after a while. Like if it's all, if it's only the super deep vocals all the time, it loses me, you know? Yeah. 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 It's like for me, cause I, I love, I love dissonant and death metal, but like for me, I, I appreciate the bands the most where they, they kind of break it up. So you have like super dissonant yeah. and heavy stuff and then it'll kind of break down into something atmospheric, give you a chance to like recover, breathe a little bit and then back into the heaviness. Like I like the, the variation. Like I appreciate that. Personally. 100%. Yeah. Yep. It's an atmosphere. I agree. It's 100%. A musicianship. Yeah, it's the songwriting. Yeah, that's yeah, like, it's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That songwriting and that, you know, uh, you know, I, I definitely try to go, or I, I definitely just do that, you know, like as far as, um, you know, kind of peaks and valleys. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you heard of it. My favorite album last year was uh, Ash Inspire, Hostile Architecture. <clears throat> oh, did you say Art Spire? Uh, Ash Inspire. Oh, no, I don't think I'm familiar with that one. They're this uh, like Scottish avant-garde black metal band, and uh, they got like a ton of jazz influences in their music. So there's like a lot of like jazz instrumentals and like structures throughout the songs. But the vocals are like just this angry Scottish dude kind of shouting. The halfway between shouting and black metal vocals, uh, it's just like him ranting about society for like an entire album. Uh, it's really like <laughs> right. aggr- it's just super aggressive in like a unique way. It's like it's not like traditionally aggressive, but there's just so much like anger and spite behind like the the presentation and the lyrics like uh, if you like that type of like sort of varied artsy stuff definitely check it out oh yeah no, de- no i'll definitely check it out i don't think i heard that one so yeah cool man good a good recommendation <clears throat> yeah, yeah I, how do I, 
Uh, Ar- go ahead. You say Argenspire? How is that uh, it spelled? Uh, it's, it's one word, Ashen, like A-S-H-E-N, Spire. Oh, Ashen, gotcha, gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Okay, Sorry, it's, no, the, it's no. the accent, yeah. Archspire is not my thing. Um, that's like... Me, me, me neither, so that's why that's why when you said it, I was going to be like, okay, cool, but I'm glad that wasn't your thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that, that like overproduced tech death stuff is not my thing. I, I'm more into like the... If I like, if it's going to be extreme metal, like death metal stuff, it has to be like dirty and like crunchy and yeah, feedbackish. Nope, I'm I'm absolutely the same way as far as uh, I can appreciate, you know, some of the music musicianship and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's got to have more more soul and more you know yeah. more feeling for me for me to be in that ball game, you know. Exactly. It's like if I want something clean and crisp, I will listen to a different genre. Like there's there's so many other genres that are great <laughs> in that aspect. <laughs> Right, right. I mean, you know, I, I like, you know, I, I like my production at this point, you know, I, I try to obviously, you know, I, I'm, I try to make it clean, but clean, you know, so I, you can hear everything, but it, it still has yeah. to have the fucking dirt. It has to still exactly. have the, the, the grit, the grit in there. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Cause when you have it like that clean, it feels like it has no teeth. Like it's just, you know, it's, it's not right. <laughs> right. Uh, for sure. Agreed. Yeah. And like, this is, this is a point that we, we brought up on the show a couple of times and I, I'd be interested to get your take on it, but um, musician and like musicianship, like technical ability does not mean uh, good songwriting ability. Cause there, there's so many dudes out there that are like super technically proficient, but like the music balls the hell out of me. Um, and like people like Yowie Malmsteen is uh, one of them, like or Steve Vay, like I, I really appreciate their talent. I know they're amazing guitarists, um, but I can't listen to like a whole album. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, there's, I'd say for the most part, I would agree um, that there's, you know, uh, yes, I, mean, I definitely agree that being a, a crazy great guitarist does not mean that. Yeah. You, you, you might not be able to write at all, you know, that it's mm-hmm. two different worlds, worlds. And uh, it's being impressive on being able to play a solo and, you know, playing some cool, a cool riff is one thing, but I'll tell you, when you get in there and you want to, you want to write the song, getting those riffs to go together correctly and make that flow correct and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where it comes. That's where it's, uh, that's where it's most important. I agree. And it's like, it's, that's the thing. It's like, it's, I think that's what kind of gets, gets lost in translation with some of the tech death stuff, like the modern tech death stuff. It's like, how fast can we play and how technical can we make it? Is it the only priority and it's like the, the kind and of the, the songwriting and memorability kind of falls by the wayside. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, I'd say it falls by the wayside mostly. You know what I mean? It's, I'd say it, it's, it's pretty, pretty rare when you find a super technical band and like you remember like the songs, you know, I mean, it's re- yeah. pretty rare. Yeah. But that's yeah, like, yeah, like, that's the, that's the stuff that like, that's why Necrophagus uh, uh, stood out so much because super tech deaths like style that's so popular now but their their songs are super memorable and catchy like i i've listened to those both of those acrophagus albums i don't even know how many times i keep coming back to them yeah because yeah they have they have they knew how to even though they were super technical they knew how to fucking write and they had they knew how to put the hooks in you you know that exactly you gotta fucking you gotta get the hooks in there and then know you know know how to hook to how to grab them and that's just the way it goes it's you know and right. they, they were able to do it yeah, and same with like the first couple of decapitated albums. Those first like three or four decapitated albums were just so damn good in that aspect. And then they change. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Unfortunately, they did. Yeah, the new stuff is it's not right. for me personally, but I love the old stuff. Always will. Yeah, um, so, you know, there's, uh, there's 
plenty of bands like that, unfortunately. But what are you going to do? I guess everybody's doing their thing, right? Yeah, but then you get some bands that like have that comeback later in their career and they're great again. Like Blue Oyster Cult was like the that I always use that example, but they're like that is like a comeback story and a half from Blue Oyster Cult with the last few albums they did. Oh, how how awesome is that when a band can or band uh, I don't want to say can do that, but when a band just does that, you know, when it when it mm-hmm. actually happens, it's pretty pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's listen, everyone listening to that was like, what the hell? Like this is like some of the best stuff you've ever done. And you've been going for like 50 years at this point, almost like, it's, right. It's crazy. <laughs> well, you, you know, and you know what, just to, to emphasize something on that, it's like, I, I always got a little bit, and it's not, I don't want to say it about myself. Cause that sounds, you know, um, I don't want to sound conceited and I don't mean it even about me, but I'm just saying about, I feel about bands is that when I hear bands that like were great in the beginning, I'm always confused. Like when their, their albums as they continue, aren't good anymore. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I just feel like, I always feel like I am at least making or trying to make my best album every fucking time. And I, you know, and I, I just don't understand how so many bands just kind of, it feels like their, their first album or two albums are great. And then all of a sudden they go like for like the next three albums. It's like, uh, what happened to you? I, I don't, I don't ever get it. You know, I always well, wonder why aren't, why aren't you just make, you know, you're not, I feel like, you're not maybe not even focused or something. I don't, I don't yeah. quite feel that way when I make music, you know? I feel like there's like, there's two exceptions to that. And it's kind of like an industry related thing, but I feel like with some of those bigger bands on the big labels, um, yeah. some of it is, is like label pressure of this. Like you have to give us an album by this date. You know what I mean? And and the band's yes. like, yes. we don't have anything quality and like, just put something out. Um, and then also yeah, in, that like, case, uh, in that case, you would be correct. In that case, you would be correct. Yep. I feel like with like smaller labels, you don't have that pressure type thing, like underground music, not as much. Um, but like, you know, like when Sabbath was like peak of their career type thing, you know, on the major labels, they had the obligations of, of, of album outputs. Um, or like um, the other thing would be substance abuse. Um, if a band yeah, is like yeah. really going through it, it kind of makes sense. Some, sometimes they make some of the best music of their career and sometimes it's, tra- it's trash. Um, yeah, and sometimes it's garbage. Correct, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean those are good. Those are good points. I mean those are yeah. Those are definitely, I guess, uh, circumstances that, that yeah. can create um, create that situation. But I, I think what I was just you know getting at, even though you're correct, what I'm getting at is just yeah, just as far as like a, a vision. You know, if you're mm-hmm. if you're on your path, it just kind of always was a little bit off to me when when uh, so many bands. You know, it's not just mm-hmm. a couple, but like so many bands have that giant wall, you know, and I was just like, hmm, okay. And then interesting as hell, like you said, when some of them come back later on and they're just like, they're just killing it. I'm like, fuck, yeah, there you go. That's what you could have been doing all along. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. Yeah, and so, sometimes what, cha- it's interesting, like sometimes what changes it or brings a band back is just like one member leaving or like one one new member joining the band or something like that brings like fresh life into them. Okay. And you're like, Energy. oh man, it's like a new band. Yeah. Right, right. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When one person's kind of negative, it rubs off on everybody, you know what I mean? Negativity spreads so much faster than positivity for some reason, you know? And then, like, once that change is made, then, yeah, that's that's usually it's the best thing ever. Yeah. It's, it's um, actually, yeah, it's huge, it's, it's huge. I haven't been in bands as long as I have how, how, how uh, a negative member or a positive member. The, the, influ- the impact is just beyond, you know, beyond what you could even say, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, damn, that dude could play drums so well, but he's a fucking asshole. Like, I don't want to, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, yeah. didn't show up to yeah, practice 80% of the time. 
Yeah. <laughs> I could care less how somebody, I could care less how good somebody is. If they're a piece of shit or they fucking bring my band down, they're gone. There's no way I'm going to put up with that shit, you know? Right, right. Um, we're actually coming up, we're actually slightly over time. So I'll just quickly, uh, Brendan, do you have any more questions that you want to ask? Any of those, like uh, the end of interview oh. ones you always like to do? Or Yeah, sure. I got a couple. Um, since you're from Chicago, do you know Abe Froman? <laughs> the <song thing>? yeah. <laughs> yeah that's my uncle that's my uncle <laughs> um so uh do you have like a local venue that's near you that you like to um personally like play at like for live shows and stuff or uh yeah there's a few but the main one that we that i would say most of my shows have been at is a place called reggie's it's uh it's a All good right. venue and uh, a million a million good shows have been there through the years so yeah if you're ever in chicago Check it out. Nice, Reggie's. Nice. And then, um, do you have a, a, a favorite place that I like, play outside of uh, Chicago? Oh man, you know I played a lot in Cleveland. Uh, some shows in Cleveland, and uh, I always had a great time there. Good a place called No Class is really good in Cleveland. Um, oh, yeah, a lot of places, a lot of places that would have been good. But yeah, I remember having some great times out there. Nice. And then, um, do you have a favorite place to go to like see live shows as a, uh, like as, as a fan? Uh, a lot of times I end up going to the same place I play, which is Reggie's either there or nice. uh, Cobra lounge. Another one's called Cobra lounge in the city of Chicago too. So those are a couple of the spots. Hell yeah. And then, uh, where is the best Chicago hot dog found? Oh man, yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's a up for up for debate, but that, yeah, the one uh, the one that gets the most play usually is uh, it's called Gene and Jude's. Either G, either Gene and Jude's, or you know, my pick is Jimmy's. Jimmy's on Grand Avenue. That's the one. Nice. Hell yeah. That wrap it up, um, you, Brendan. Damn good. Yeah. <laughs> I I got two more questions for you then, Ben. Then we're just gonna have to close it off for time. But uh, first one, sure. this is, this is an ambush question. I like to ask everyone this one. Um, if you were stuck on a desert Island, uh, and you had a solar powered discman and three CDs, what would they be? Oh man. <laughs> well, no <laughs> doubt. My favorite, no doubt. My favorite album ever is uh, God flesh street cleaner. So that that's for sure. Okay. That's, nice. Uh, that's, that's with me. Um, wow. Three CDs. That's brutal. Uh, I know it's a hard uh, question. (laughs) Uh, Let's go with uh, Brutal Truth. uh, um, Brutal Truth's um, Need to Control. We'll put that one in there for fun. And what else? Oh, my God. Uh, I'll say uh, Alters of Madness, Morbid Angel. Okay. Awesome selection. I I know those were all heavy side stuff, but that's that's where my brain's at since for the conversation we're having. So that's where I went. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll give you you like a, a bonus there. If you could pick one non-heavy album to throw in as well just to balance it out what would that one be one shit fuck that's tough <laughs> oh man that, that, it's so hard but uh let's go uh you know what i'll do uh i'll do i'll go with the mazzy star so tonight i might so that tonight i might see that's the mazzy star. okay let's pick that one awesome mm-hmm. okay great answers and uh last question is if people want to follow you or listen to or buy your music where should they do that Pretty much, you know, the social media stuff, uh, just go to go, just search out uh, Morg Supplier, Drug Honky, any band, any one of those bands on uh, Facebook or Bandcamp, they're, they're all there. Or even just go to YouTube and, and, and put in Morg Supplier, Drug Honky, Kill You, 
I mean, Rabid Beast is another one, which is a thrash project. So any of those bands, just uh, type them in and you'll be able to get routed somewhere to pick something up. Awesome. And yeah, if you want to check out uh, any of their music, just remember that it is the opening track on the Violence Against Violence charity sampler. Um, thanks so much for, for coming on the show and taking the time. It was, it was a great chat and we appreciate you uh, being on the show. Hell yeah. Hey, man. Thank, thank you guys so much for, uh, for having me. I appreciate it. I, I enjoyed talking with you guys and uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, Hell definitely. yeah, man. Definitely. And everyone at home, thank All you for right, listening man. and uh, tune in next time. Yeah.